Welcome back to the Excellence Cartel, episode 24, with guest Sarah Doler. And I actually got that one right. I like said it 15 times in my head before we went with this. But anyway, she's got a really cool story, which we're going to get into. But first, I want to kick it to Jeffrey Sue, who's got like this glow lamp on him, and he's like all shiny yeah. and shit. And that hair is looking beautiful. So I just it's always it's always this. me first, huh, Jeff? It's always you first because you know what? I just like you. So therefore oh, okay. I feel like you should get the royalty treatment. So you go All first. Right. Well, well I mean, what are we gonna do? Like granddad go first? I mean like Jason yeah. like of shit. I'll go, I'll go. I'll be quick. You know, I just got out of the shower, you know. I did arms today. I was working all day and uh felt like getting cleaned up, so here I am, you know. And um past week has been pretty good, uneventful. Gained a client, lost a client, you know, as I was texting you guys today, I was like pretty depressed about how, you know, there hasn't been any like, like huge stratos- like stratospheric, like upward movement, um, you know, in the month, you know, cause I had lost a bunch of clients, you know, going into the, the last quarter of uh, 2019 and I'm just sort of recovering from that. I'm like, I'm just recovering. I'm not thriving, you know? So it was getting me kind of down, but you know, I'm going to take it one day at a time it's just the way it is. So uh, I'm going to keep on persevering here. You need to read that book, Relentless, by Tim Grover. Then you'll understand thriving. Oh. All right. I'll look no, it up. I know you're always talking about that. Yeah, dude. It was, uh, he was Kobe Bryant and MJ's trainer. Oh. Yeah, so it's a really good read, man. I have It's one of the four books to be on my team that you have to read. Okay. So that way you kind of understand, like, mindset. All right. I think you'd like it because I noticed you get into reading more, like your some of your posts you put up in your story and all that. Like yeah, highlight yeah. clips. So. A lot. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good for you. You should be reading. I love it. Jason, you look the same as I saw you Sunday. What's up? You look the same as I saw you Sunday. Like I guess you just still being the same guy. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I don't know what I can change really. Yeah. I, mean, I mean I can't really change my hairstyle like Jeff and I don't know if I'm going to change. I trimmed my beard down a little bit. What made you do that? I just can't handle it bushy. Like, like, I know you like it more. Like, I just can't, man. It starts to look unruly. Like, shit's going every direction. I can't I can't look like a homeless man, dude. Can't do it. I understand uh, that. How's your last uh, seven days been? It's been crazy. Uh, finally, everything's just really picked up. I had, like, um, eight new people sign up. Um, I have another one discussing right now. So it's looking like nine. I've still got some in my inbox. I haven't been able to program. We've got kids every night that have basketball or karate or this or that. I mean, it's just, it's busy right now, man. Um, and then I did have, uh, the class that I put on that you attended about, uh, fixing metabolic adaptation when hormonal dysregulation is involved, which actually Sarah had, you know, some of that as well. Um, so I did that class and that filled up with eight people. And then now I'm doing one March 1st and that's already got seven. So those are in pretty high demand. Um, so I've got a lot going on, but, um, that's good. You know, if you're not busy as a coach, then man, you're not, you're not, uh, things are, things are rough. So, um, I think that's about it for me this week, or at least enough that I need to share. Fair. I actually enjoyed that class Sunday. Good. You know, and it was on the longer side because I know you had said like it would probably be an hour and a half, two hours, and it ran to three, which is good. But um, I really enjoyed it. There was, um, you know, I've, as you know, been into all that stuff for a little bit now. 
because yeah. of you. So there were some loose ends that it tied up. Like Alan Crest said, there were just right. little things like the way you said it that I was like, ah, oh, okay, that makes exactly. a little bit clearer sense to me. And exactly. so that's why I'm, I'm real big on the continuing education because, you know, if one person says it one way that it clicks with you, you can retain it, pass it on, then it was worth a couple hundred bucks. 100, 100%. And that's how, you know, when I took the classes uh, in Minnesota, the doctor was very, he was very good at, you know, kind of putting it in terms that I, that I had the same like light bulbs, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like, Oh, okay. Got it. You know? So yeah, no, good. that was good, good class. Yeah. yeah. Um, my week's been good. We just found out, uh, last Thursday that the one year return for the gym was 109.7 revenue increase. Yes. So turning six figure revenue in, in a year is pretty fucking awesome. I owe it to the team to make that happen. Um, I have five consoles lined up this week. Nice. Getting a lot of Metcom coming through and yeah. I've got a couple, I've actually got a guy who I think is Metcom. Wow. Yeah. Like, I only get yeah. a few every once in a while, yeah. but yeah. a lot easier than women, you know? Yeah. I suspect it, but just kind of like the way he's talking, uh, I was kind of like, mm, all right. Yeah, so. Just watch his testosterone and estrogen ratio. I mean, that's where you got to zero in on men. And yeah. That was what I was going with. The other thing was I bought myself a new MacBook. I was pretty excited about that. It's like my first big purchase I've done in a while. I have had one since twenty or two thousand eight. Um, I won't go. I won't go another way, man. Yeah, no. I wanted it because I got into video editing. That's like my new little hobby I'm into now. So I was like, I need something quicker, just yeah. so I can like splice and, and cut and edit. And then the other thing was we got a new Arsenal piece in the gym today. We got that reloaded uh, glute bridge, the hip thruster. Yeah. Yeah. So that so came in, yeah. Yeah, nice. now the me members wanted it, so it was cool to get it for them. And the next piece I'm getting is the belt squat. So, nice. yeah, so I'll pretty much have will like – will, will you have the belt squat by the time we get there in April for the next I believe piece? so. I'm probably going to order it sometime here the, right around the end of February. That's cool. And it's about like a two- to four-week wait. Now I got to get one more power rack besides that. You have to order that new. Like there's no getting that used. What that glute reloaded bridge? No, the other one, the the belt squat. The belt squat, I believe it's used, but oh, it, it was only like a couple hundred dollar difference for a new one. So I might just pop it by the new one, so that way it's like mm -hmm. warranted out and shit. So that way yeah. I don't have to worry about it. But uh, right now I'm kind of setting my eyes on gym number two, and just putting some financial pieces into play that I need to like personally, as far as you know, like this is cool, and I don't mind sharing this. But January, my bankruptcy rolled off my credit bureau. I had a ten-year bankruptcy because yep. of my ex-wife, and uh, her and I were just like, we we got it, and you know, I've like lived with that shame, that little stain, the scarlet yeah. letter, you know, on your credit bureau. And I've I built everything up, but my credit just shot up over eight hundred because it went off. Nice. And I was not taught finances, so that's like something that I've had to like te uh, teach myself. And you know, a lot of mistakes went into a lot of hard mistakes went into that. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's kind of cool to sit back and be able to play with things like turtle shells. You know, moving stuff around and, and get stuff lined up and strategizing because you know, ultimately, I'm gonna be able to create more jobs and be able to create more opportunities for the team I have currently and things like that. So that's kind of cool to sit back and think about and. Do you have your manager? Do you have your manager? Um, that's going to be huge. Do you have your manager? Yep. And yet, yeah. Yep. I've already got all that lined up, and I've got a sales guy uh, coming through too. So I'm pretty well set. So yeah, no, all positive stuff so far in 2020. I have no complaints. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Sarah, what about you? How's your last seven days been? All of this week. Well, I came down with like a nasty version of the flu. Um, that I'm just recovering from. So I was actually supposed to be on the East Coast for this call, but I got to be home. So there's the silver lining. Yeah. Um, 
aside from that, I mean, I sell Tamiflu in my corporate job. So maybe this is karma. I was all psyched that sales were up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the coaching side, my coaching business has been taken off like crazy, like wildfire more than I expected. So I'm always can complain about being busy there. That's for sure. Um, but aside from that, just uh, status quo. I'm psyched to get back in the gym today because I've been out for like two days. Nice. I can understand that. So speaking of being a coach and all that, give us a little bit of background about like who you are, what got you into the fitness space, and then we'll kind of uh, unravel this from here because you have a really unique uh, story in regards to like um, some of the things you've been through and like working with Jason and things like that. So um, I wanted to go ahead and let you kind of unwrap the beginning and then we'll go from Sure. So if I start to ramble, go ahead and cut me off. No, we ramble a lot. It's okay. (laughs) Um, But I essentially always struggled with my weight. I don't think that growing up, anybody would have like called me fat specifically, but I was never fit. Um, Both of my parents are bodybuilders and have always been fit. And they're kind of that, of that old school mindset. Um, I grew up riding horses and I rode horses for a living in my early twenties. So I never really packed on a lot of weight, even though my eating habits were not great because I was so active. Um, but when I left the riding gig and started corporate world, I got really heavy, really fast. Um, I always struggled with binge eating. I can even remember as a teenager, like sneaking down into the kitchen in the middle of the night, to sneak food, hiding food in my car, um, all of those things. And it, for me, it was very much like a secret thing a lot of the time because I did have parents that were so healthy and health focused. Um, so I want to say in like maybe 2013, I gave it a real go. And I did the very best I could to take the weight off. And I got down to like, I don't know if a number gives a frame of reference, but I got down to like 160. And I was doing two day boot camp classes at my local gym. I was starving myself as best as I could. Um, and I got to that number and that was as low as I could get. And I thought, well, fuck this. This isn't even, this isn't worth it. <laughs> um, if this is the best that I can look with all the effort that I'm putting in, I'd rather just be fat. Um, and from there, I honestly just let myself go and I ate whatever I want, did whatever I want. I was very sedentary, um, found myself quite depressed, struggling with anxiety, depression, being medicated for all those things. Um, and then I went to a doctor's appointment with my mom in 2016 and had to get on the scale <laughs> um, and saw the highest number I'd ever seen, which was 210. And I remember looking at my mom and thinking, uh, actually saying, I wish I could just get a fucking lap band. Mm-hmm. And so I went online and I started looking up weight loss surgery and I made an appointment with a bariatric surgeon. Um, I visited him in June of 2016 and he said, the lap band's pretty antiquated, but we do have this other surgery called the vertical sleeve gastrectomy, which is where they essentially remove 80% of your stomach. So saw him in June, had my, I had good insurance, so my insurance covered it. By August, I was on the table having surgery. Very little guidance on what to do after that. Um, you know, all of my, and I, I really thought it was a cure. <laughs> I mean, I walked away from that. I lost weight really quickly. Um, I got down to like 140. I was feeling really good about myself. And then as the restriction in my stomach started to loosen up, all of that bad behavior started coming back. And, and this thing that I thought was the answer was not. Um, so I went through all of 2017, uh, towards the end of the year, I started putting weight back on 2018. I said, okay, I'm going to give myself 12 weeks. And I signed up for like a 12 week program. No bullshit. I'm going to track everything that goes in my mouth, which I was already, but I had convinced myself that I must be lying to myself because I was eating something like 800 calories. Um, and in that 12 weeks, (laughs) oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes, I do. In that 12 weeks, I had dropped a couple pounds, but I really hadn't made much progress. And 
And I kept looking at myself and feeling like it must be my fault. There must be something that I'm missing, something that I'm not tracking. Um, I looked at all these things on the internet seeing, saying, you're not losing weight because you're not in a calorie deficit. And I'm looking at my 700 calories a day saying, "How? what else can I do? Um, and so Thank I knew- Thank you I, for saying that. Thank you. Yeah. And I was really desperate and I knew I needed help. But as you know, there's a lot of crap out there. And so I didn't know who to turn to. And I actually listened to Jason on a podcast. Um, and I really liked what he had to say. And I really appreciated his approach. Um, so I reached out to him early 2018. I believe it was a rare early 2018. Yeah. Um, yeah, like around springtime. Um, and I said, <laughs> I, I threw all of my shit out at him. <laughs> Um, sent my payment in and Jason got back to me. And the first thing that he said was, I'll refund your money if you're not willing to do this. Um, you know, you're, you put yourself in this spot. I've never had somebody coming to me on this low of calories. And I think your exact words for me were, normally I would cut 500 calories. I have nothing to cut from. Um, and so he was very upfront with me of like, you're, you might put some weight on, you might not, but bottom line is we need to feed you up before we can get you anywhere. Um, and I was in such a desperate place that I kind of was like, you know what? I will try anything. Um, sounds better than keto. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, so Jason and I worked together for like two years, I want to say, mm -hmm. and, um, I put on a significant amount of muscle. I got much leaner, but more importantly, I learned how to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, Jason brought me like A to Z through like what I needed to do, answered a million emails, um, and discussed with me some of the dumbest questions and for example, thinking that broccoli was my carb and my first meal plan <laughs> and him saying, Oh no. Um, and then from there I felt like I couldn't be the only one that was lost. And the instance with weight loss surgery patients, I think the statistics are something like more than 60% put all their weight back on. Wow. Yeah. It's like the biggest loser. Like they have like a 70% like re like failure rate. Too. Nothing yeah. is worse than somebody putting in the effort and the work for no return. Exactly. Um, so that is when I kind of, I didn't really even formally start my coaching business. I just started helping people. And then through word of mouth, it's taken off. Um, and so my mission is really just to help people learn how to live in a sustainable way. Um, and also to just hit their goals. Um, now I have a question. What was that like mentally eating 700 calories a day? Like, I could assume that the hunger was through the roof. So like, what did you do to keep yourself occupied to commit to that? So something that's kind of interesting about the vertical sleeve surgery is that when they take out your stomach, they essentially remove ghrelin. Okay. So you don't have hunger, like you don't have body hunger until it kind of like, for lack of a better term, grows back. Mm -hmm. um, so there was probably like six, nine months that the only kind of hunger I was experiencing was head hunger. Um, so I was really able to stay in that range. And then on top of that, the restriction with your stomach is so small that I could easily eat like a hundred calories in a sitting and make it more voluminous and feel full. Mm, okay. I did not know that. How old were you when you had that surgery? So I'm 32 now, 29, I think. 29. What was your thoughts and your feelings going into that surgery? Like, um, I was like desperate. I, just I desperate. So you were just anything. like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it was, and it's so funny because I wasn't a super high weight to get this surgery. I think I like just barely hit the BMI, but I had certain comorbidities that made it like, okay to go through the insurance process. Okay. Um, and it was just, it was like, it was just the last resort for me. There was nothing else. It was, what do I wait until I get to 250, 300? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. How heavy how were you, Sarah? And how tall are you? Um, I was 210 and I'm like uh, just under 5'4". Okay. All right. I have a question. Um, 
Jeff, did you have more along the lines you were going or you go with me? No, I'm just kind of rolling where it goes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you mentioned that your parents were in the gym a lot. Um, You even used the word bodybuilder. Was, did they ever try to educate you growing up on nutrition and you just said, screw it, I don't want to do that because sometimes when our parents do things, we just don't want any part of it. Or did they never really discuss it? Or was it more of like something that just created a pressure on you um, and you just kind of rebelled against it? I'm just curious um, the education or lack thereof as you kind of grew up. Well, so I think it was kind of a perfect storm of a lot of those things. Uh, (laughs) Um, I think that part of it, you know, was that they didn't want to like push their lifestyle upon me. Mm -hmm. But I also grew up in a house where there wasn't any bread in the house and Mm -hmm. or treats or anything like that. And so I would go to a friend's house and I would gorge. Um, And it was like, it was always like this forbidden fruit for me. Um, The other piece of that is that a lot of their knowledge is old school. Like, I mean, my mom would would have told me to just eat less, Mm -hmm. Um, even when I was eating low calorie and just being like, well, this is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And not understanding um, that you can repair metabolism and that you can eat more and fuel your workouts and all of those things. It's kind of just that that old school mentality, which has worked for them, but clearly not. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, you know, so my kids, and, and if you look into my pantry, Jeff Black's been to my house. I don't know if he'd look, but I mean, we have a ton of candy. We have, we have all the sweets and, you know, cookies and all that stuff for them. We don't, we monitor it. Um, my 15 year old doesn't really, he's like me. He's not really into sweets. He'll eat it occasionally like a dessert out, but my six year old takes more after my wife and we have to like monitor what he can have in terms of candy. Cause he'll sit and eat like literally the whole cabinet until he's he's sick so they're different in that way but we don't restrict it we have it in the house and that's good for me as a bodybuilder and my my wife's very fitness oriented too to understand that it sounds like you were almost so restricted that it was like this like for like you said forbidden fruit when it would be at your your friend's house and you felt like you had to hide it whereas like we're not doing that and I think hopefully we're doing it right we don't have girls and I think that's tougher with society but I hope that we're doing it right with our boys too. So that's why I was kind of curious. No, I think it's a hard thing. And like, I also, I, I think that the reason we didn't have Oreos in the house wasn't to keep them away from Sarah. I think it's because Renee, my mom, it also didn't want the Oreos in her house. Right, right. And yeah, I can go in the cabinet and everyone always asks me like, how do you diet with all that in the cabinet? I'm like, I don't eat it when I'm not dieting. Like, I don't care. Like it's, it's for right. the kids. I don't, I don't need it, but it's, it's there, you know? Uh, so, so yeah, like I did, we don't, we don't restrict it in the house. Yeah. And it was not like there was ever ill, any ill will. Like um, right. I think that my parents are trying to, to help me and make it easier for me. Right. Um, and then, and maybe it backfired and you know, you can't blame your parents for stuff. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. As a coach, how many women do you, have you worked with that have had this procedure? So I have um, probably about half of my clients. So I, I work with like 25 people right now. Okay. Um, and probably about half of them are weight loss surgery patients. Okay. So you're able to relate real high with them then top to bottom on, on the whole thing. Or has there ever been a case that, or a client that you've worked with that you, that you were stumbled by or baffled by, or maybe, I don't know, things didn't go the way they were? Because I would assume each one's slightly different, especially the, the psychological reasoning behind every case is completely different too. Yeah. So I think that, well, so some of them are sleep patients, some of them are gastric bypass, which is different um, for sure as far as like what they can consume. Um, There's definitely more limitations with a gastric patient. Um, But I think, I want to say that they reach out to me because they can relate to me to start. So there is kind of that level of understanding just, just in the beginning. 
Um, and a lot of the other women that I work with are women that have yo-yo dieted and been through a lot of the same experiences as well. Um, you know, I'm still pretty small beans here, so um, I haven't had a, a ton of people that I've been, you know, tapping my head. One thing I'm going to tell the listeners, um, and I think, you know, people who are listening who are, even if they have intermediate, you know, knowledge of nutrition, they understand probably this, but when you have these types of surgeries and you have to eat, you know, 700 type calories over time, the hormones and your body kind of shuts down. So your metabolism shuts down, um, the metabolism shuts down the person is exercising it's very much like being on a really really restrictive um contest diet but it's like it's never ending so one of the biggest problems at first was i had to get food in sarah but remember she has a smaller stomach now so it was very much of communicating back and forth and figuring out what different foods she could use to get in that were dense and we could get her calories up to try to get her body to start working again and we did a lot of it with just calories and getting food in at first and teaching her the workouts and different things. But in the end, we eventually had to do blood work and really look at things because we could only get her hormones back so much um, from being, you know, just in that starved state for so long. So there was a whole uh, process here to, to getting her back to feeling really good and, and everything operating properly. And I want to say that was like a full year. Yeah. Think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because like, <clears throat> I see this post going around. I think it came from somewhere in Twitter. It's like losing weights is easy as caloric deficit, more output, more steps, more this, more that. I'm and and like, it was just getting yeah, so I, yeah. I, so I thought I must be doing something wrong. I must have not tracked that bite. I must have not measured that ounce. Like that was really what I thought. Yeah. And then the one thing about this industry is Jason, I've been in a while, 15 years in April for me. And I was more in the gym conglomerates, you know, like the big gyms, the big boxes, you know, like one of them just trainers by the hour. And that branched out my own and uh, a decade ago. But um <clears throat> You were taught, a lot of trainers are just taught that and the way science has evolved from my bodybuilding. I've just always kind of stayed into it and read up on it. But this is like newer stuff. This is stuff that's just kind of come down the pike in the past couple of years, sex hormones, thyroid hormones, leaky gut, now all that, you know, the flywheel of everything together. So I only now fault the trainers who know better in my opinion and still spit that shit out. And then I'm like, you're just perpetuating the lie. <laughs> I mean, it's the majority and I'm so lucky that I, I mean, like I, I said it before and I'll say it, say it again. Jason literally saved my life. I mean, he taught me how to live a life worth, like worth having. Um, I, I dealt with so many things and he walked me through every single step of it and it was not easy. I mean, this was a whole process. Yeah. And it was new for me too, but I told her, I said, Hey, as long as we communicate, um, you know, we'll figure it out together. But I had never had, um, a client like that but I was like sure you know we'll give it a roll and you know as long as we communicate and don't do anything to you know force food and you know things like that and and, and move her in the right direction it was better than where than where you were when you came to me I knew I could better your life I didn't know how far we would get it and the fact that you would start coaching and take it where you did uh, I but became also, obsessed after that what's that I totally became obsessed reading yep. everything I could yep. read watching everything yep. I could watch yep but hey I mean you know and, and you know I, I'm curious you've you've you know you've tr completely transformed your body um and you were saying before like we were off air but you're like I don't know was it the best direction for me to go 
but you know, now you can help people. And I'm curious if you wish that maybe you didn't do it that way, or if you're thinking, you know what, um, no regrets, I'm going to, you know, move forward. And now I can help people who, who really don't have any other option, um, and, and, and move forward. Have you, have you kind of, um, have you sat and thought about that? Like, I don't want to say forgive yourself, but like, cause you know, you might not feel that way, but just kind of reconciled it and moved forward. Well, so I, I mean, I, I can't really regret and I mean, I, I am where I am now because yep. of the journey that I've been through and I think that there's something to be said for that. But I think more so when people come to me asking about weight loss surgery, I have a really hard time answering their questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I mean, what, what if you, we, we started working together before I had weight loss surgery, would I have ended up in a better spot? You know, I don't know. And, and I'm actually kind of curious of your opinion, if you think that it can be done in a healthy way where you don't have to go through the whole metabolic repair process. What do you, what do you mean? Like have the surgery and not have to get repaired? You mean possible for somebody to have the surgery and essentially not be able to eat for seven to nine months. I, I, I honestly don't know the true answer, but, but here's what I do know. When you put the body on 700 calories for that long and I, I, there's always going to be a negative from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now would that mean everyone's testosterone shuts down and everyone's estrogen? I don't know the answer to that, but there is going to be hormonal ramifications for being on that low of calories indefinitely. Right. You know? And so I think the trade-off is that people have to decide if they truly, truly their hunger drive is just so strong that they cannot do it on their own then it's more probably it's better to save their life and then deal with the hormonal cascade because you can fix that with exogenous hormones. Right. But you know, if someone can get to someone like, like us three here and, and, and try it the right way, that's probably the best way to do it. And now you're coaching and can kind of give them both ends and say, look, give me a chance to try this with you. And if not, then go get the surgery, but let me at least give you both sides of the coin here. So I think you're in a position to, educate people especially if you get them beforehand and they really want to know which direction to go i think i would always want to at least try to see if they can do it i think there's some people who have ghrelin issues that are just off and it's they're just constantly hungry and they can't they can't fight it and and i think after overeating for such a long period of time that that hormone like just blows up too well yeah 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 for sure and so it can definitely get off um kilter it can also get off kilter i've seen in people who like diet and get really lean I've seen my friends who will eat 10,000 calories a day and they're still hungry. It finally gets back to level, but yes, it can certainly get out of kilter from, from either direction. So, you know, being on a, on an extreme calorie cut can do it too. Um, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. Jeff, what? I have a question, but go ahead and finish your thought. No, I'm good. Go ahead. Okay. My question was like, so maybe like Jason, you could probably answer this or Sarah can answer this in her experience with her clients. But like, when you were trying to feed her up and you know, yeah. limited in terms of stomach space, like what did you do? Like higher, I would imagine probably higher fats, like maybe like denser carbs that were perhaps higher on the glycemic index, which may not have been good for insulin sensitivity. But like, how did you, how did you kind of figure out where to go? And also the question for Sarah would be, um, you know, working with your broad range of clients who have had weight loss surgery. And you know, the fact that you said that, you know, they have to, the, the ghrelin hormone actually decreases when they remove part of the, the stomach. Um, have you noticed any sort of strange like food intolerances or changes in how um, somebody can digest proteins, for example, or certain carbohydrates or certain fats by disturbing the stomach tissue or the area around it? 
all good questions and you stole one of mine, but I'll give you props. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let Sarah tackle those first. She probably remembers some of the foods better than I do. I, I, I remember generally, but let, let's see if she remembers. There, there are a lot of your like standby foods that you tell everybody to eat. So we did like cream of rice. We did rice cakes because I couldn't do plain rice for a while. That It irritated my stomach. Um, yeah. Like potatoes took me like two or three months to be able to eat. Um, I was so excited. Skins, I was no, to take off skins. What's up? You have to take off the skins. Yeah, oddly enough, I, like that got me. Um, but now, like now I can pretty much eat anything. I don't have any trouble. Um, I don't have a huge amount of restriction, but if I sit ne- next to somebody who hasn't had weight loss surgery, my plate still looks pretty light. Um, but I think, so my, I know my fats were never crazy high. Um, like we never got over like 70 or 80. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we worked a lot more on like meal timing and making sure that I had normal scheduled meals and also taking advantage of having some hunger post-workout. Um, so we loaded up on that meal. Um, aside from that, I don't think that it was anything like so out of anything that's crazy. I mean, I think it was just like normal standby foods that you use for anybody to have good digestion, right? Yeah. Timing was big, Jeff, when like, when we could get hunger signals, um, we would increase food. But of course, you know, it always came with questions and, and, you know, telling her again, we don't want to, we don't want to bust scenes. We don't want to, you know, force this too quickly. Like even if we can get an extra 40 calories in, we'll take it as a win and move forward and wait it out and see then if we can get more in. And that wasn't like an unusual bump, like 40 calories, with right. 40, I think is pretty much what we did. Right. Um, right. And I remember like eating 1100 calories and being like, Jason, I don't think I can do more. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that was 400 up, you know what I mean? Like, and that took us a while to do that. I mean, so, you know, it was a slow process, but it was at least still getting more food in her to get to her goals, you know, because we obviously know the body's got to be fed, right? And so we had to take it very slow. Totally, I can eat something and go back to it too. Even now I'll do that because I'll always have, I will already have my meal counted and ready to roll. So I'll eat it until I'm full and then I'll come back in 30 minutes and the food has moved enough and I'm fine. Sarah, I have another question then. So when you guys are doing all these like smaller meals, I would imagine, um, you know, what were you doing for like your, your job and stuff? And how did you balance like your feeding schedule with like work? Cause like, this is something that a lot of people struggle with. Even people who weren't in the situation that you were in, you know, oh, so I have people who find it hard to eat five meals a day. So what sort of strategies? So I, 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 work, I travel a ton for work I'm yeah. like, almost all the time. So my suitcase is filled with, um, some other signature, signature Jason recommendations <laughs> of 90 second microwave rice, um, tuna packets, protein powder. Um, I have oats, but I didn't, I didn't do those a ton when we worked together. I do them more now. I was worried that they bloat a lot of people. Yeah. I just, it just, they don't move through fast either. So then it's like, how can we get another little small meal in, you know? Yeah. Like I can do a meal one, but that's pretty much it for me. Um, but I tell my clients to set timers, like set alarms on your phone and that's for water intake too, because like even after weight loss surgery, a lot of the times it's hard to get water in. And that's the most common reason that people will end up back in the hospital shortly after surgery is dehydration. So that's a big thing. Um, but also making sure, like I have a lot of women that I work with that are moms having easy meals that are like grab and go. (laughs) I mean, jerky is easy. (laughs) The cheese is easy. Nuts are easy. Like there are things that are really easy to incorporate. And I'm sorry, the world that we live in between airports, gas stations, whatever, there are things that you can eat. Maybe it's not the most delicious thing, but you know, if it's a priority, you're going to make it happen. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So let's talk about, since you said everything's kind of an open book, let's talk about after you lose weight 
and we had been working really hard. And you, you said to me, you know what? My stomach's kind of flat, but I still am not loving it. So you discussed with me my thoughts on surgery. And I said, hell yeah, do it. And, you know, I don't, I think at one time you thought maybe I would be like against it. <laughs> and I was like, no, like you do what you need to do to finish this thing and, and, and feel like you've got to the top. So, you know, how do you deal with that with your clients? Um, has it come up yet? And then, you know, just kind of give us a little input on, on that. Sure. So, um, the plastic surgery conversation is something that's inevitable with most weight loss surgery. Yep. patients. Um, you know, you're going to be left with loose skin. It's a silly concern of people that don't, that are pre-op. Everybody's worried about losing your hair and having loose skin. Both of those happen. Being fat is way worse. Um, so, um, so I've had a couple procedures. I had a breast lift and augmentation right before you and I started working together, um, which was the first thing that I wanted to do. And then I really thought that I, with hard work, I could get my stomach where I wanted it to be. Um, and I got to the point that I actually, I reached out to you, like you said, and I went for a liposuction consult because I thought that it was fat. And I went to my surgeon and he said, um, I have good news and bad news for you. <laughs> the good news is it's not fat. The bad news is the only thing we can do for this is a tummy tuck. Yep. Um, so I, I didn't have a ton of excess skin and I didn't have any sort of medical issues. No, it, it really wasn't that bad, but I was still on board with you doing everything you needed to do. Well, the bottom line was, is that I had spoken to you. I'd spoken to my surgeon. Both of you guys said, there's nothing that you can do about this. Right. Um, and so to achieve the look that I wanted and to be able to like wear clothes that I wanted and feel comfortable at the beach and things like that, this was my next step. So um, last January, 2019, um, I had a tummy tuck with abdominal repair um, and some liposuction in there as well. Um, it was worth every penny and every bit of pain, <laughs> um, but it was like my opportunity to see, to really see my hard work. I mean, I'm lucky that I don't have a ton of loose skin elsewhere. Um, I looked into getting my thighs done. That's the only other place. I just had a skin tightening treatment two months ago that should take six months to get the results. So I'm just starting to see changes there. And I also had my, uh, under my chin done, um, with that skin tightening. And the reason that I'm not a candidate for thighs is that you really have to have a large incision from like the inside of mm. like the top thigh down to your knee. Um, and my surgeon felt like the risk was not worth the reward. Um, yeah. like cutting into that part of your body, I guess there's a lot of essential things. Um, so he's not willing to do it and I will obey. Um, but yeah. I got a lot of hate on the internet about getting my tummy tuck. Really? <laughs> I, think, I think you actually might've defended me in one thing. <laughs> right. um, and and on, bottom line is I'm paying for it out of my pocket. I didn't put it through insurance and it's, right. it was what I needed to do. To feel well, I knew the background. Like I knew you had worked your ass off and done everything I'd asked. And it's like, yeah, like I, I, I mean, your, your stomach didn't look bad, but like you were just like, I'm not where I want to be. And I, can diet forever and it's not going to get any better and we're like right yeah. and i just kept asking you if i could get leaner and you were right. like sarah you can't like and my body was not responding again as we were dieting and you were like we're, we can't diet right now and p.s you're pretty lean right um so that was what that what led me there and i'm i'm so glad that i did it it sucks oh. to have a scar from hip to hip but it goes underneath your own they're heart. mostly hidden right i mean it's low not yeah. a deal. right and then so the one thing that we haven't covered yet too is i, I want to ask one question okay go ahead Jeff. Inject? my bad <clears throat> hate for having a procedure done that's elective they were throwing shade at you for that oh, yeah. what was what was the basis for that was it just like you should was it all about the self like love image perpetual no, shit you know, that I read so about the weight loss community is a very interesting one on the internet 
Okay. So I got a lot of hate for having weight loss surgery because I wasn't fat enough. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know that you had to be a certain level of fat in order to uh, get a surgery <laughs> yeah. that you want to get. And by the way, I hit the level requirement BMI wise to get it through my insurance. So right. technically I was fat enough. Um, and then as far as the skin removal, I didn't have enough loose skin because I didn't have like this big hanging over flap. Um, and a lot of people saying like, you don't need it and all of this stuff. And my response was like, you know, thank you. But this is something that's very personal and something that I want to do for myself. And I remember Jason chiming in at one point and saying, as her nutrition coach, I can tell you that she is, there's nothing else that she can do in the gym or in the kitchen. And this is what we have. Yeah, no, that, that just took me away because I'm just like, you know, <clears throat> you would think that people be very supportive because the journey of what you've been on so far and to speak it openly is courageous. You know what I mean? Because I, right. I just would assume that there wouldn't be that there would be no animosity towards that. So it just kind of took me away. Okay. Well, people are weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get and it. People and, are and, jealous too. You know, I mean, and, some of them get the surgery, but they don't put the effort in that Sarah's done to create, you know, to get where she gets. So I'm he, sure. You know, yeah. That, that you know, might know. explain then why my client who I put that transformation Tuesday up of today. First, she yeah. was like real, was like, I, thank I you. Thank you. At first she didn't want to do it. I'm like, look, you can inspire someone. Cause I guarantee oh. you there's one person watching my story or something. That's going to be like, Oh, well, she's going, you know, who don't feel themselves as the most fit or the healthiest or, or struggle with that. Right. She, she's she in the gym, so let's go do this. Yeah. And I, I, maybe that's where that came from because you know, I, I know there was pushback. One thing I will say about plastic surgery is I'm glad that I waited until I was lean and not oh, yeah. skinny yeah. fat anymore because I did get great results. Correct. That's the way to do it. Wonderful. Yeah, no. And results you can probably maintain and not yes. you just go all the way backwards. Well, yeah, she right. learned the habits to maintain them. Yeah. That was okay. another thing that you said to me when I asked you about the surgery is you said, I'm confident that you've implemented the lifestyle. Right. And so it's an appropriate step forward. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I just thank you for clarifying that because it took me back yeah. when that when that was said. I was like, "Whoa, what?" All right, Jason. Well, where were you going to go? I'll take. Well, I was going to say like, so I kind of touched on it, but we haven't discussed uh, the fact that, um, or at least the details. Um, I don't remember exactly all your hormone deficiencies. Do you remember them all, Sarah? But I know if finally we looked at it, and I'm like, "Look, you know, we're probably never going to get your calories up to you know the exact amount that we need to to bring all these back." Yeah. I definitely, you know, I have all of our emails, like very accessible. Let's, uh, let's look at some, you know, HRT here because you were still tired yeah. at times and things like so that. We started just with SUPS. So you had me on, uh, Cordy's, Thyroboost, Chaseberry. We also went off birth control, which is a, yep. a new thing for me. I've been on birth control for like 15 years straight. Yep. Um, licorice. What else did we do? Licorice we was to uh, bring your blood pressure up. You were having blood yeah, pressure. Issues. I was busy. And then yeah. we did those, um, the like, what was it like? There was a like liver pills or something. Oh, to get extra protein in. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was a quick way to get. Yeah, the ultra forties to um, they're desiccated liver. They're already pre digested, so they're very easy on the body, but they're very like concentrated in terms of protein. So it's the yeah. Beverly one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah enzymes i mean i could i could like literally pull it up um if you want me to i would just need a second did, no i just did, did she have <laughs> low iron ferritin levels i see that's what i i can't remember exactly what her labs were i know that her she basically wasn't producing many hormones so like i'm pretty yeah. sure like it was low progesterone low estrogen and low testosterone and, and my shbg was like 500 yes, that was super high too because of all the stress and my uh, GP was like, you're fine. You're great. Take your multi. <laughs> right. And I was like, you're not even close to fine. <laughs> like, 
so then we went the HRT route and, um, you know, that once her hormones got in line, we could eat a little more and then she started being able to add muscle better. So again, you know, that was the next piece that we needed to kind of help her get to the goals that she wanted. Um, and you know, I think that generally speaking, going through that procedure, I honestly think these, you know, anyone who does it should be alerted to the fact that they might have hormonal imbalances and that they might want to, you know, get, um, you know, an HRT clinic or have some sort of, um, you know, in, uh, endo, uh, doctor that's ready to go to look at that for them as they go down the line. The fact that it's not even, was it even discussed with you that that oh, could happen? The thing. And I have PCOS and everything too. And that, yeah. like, it was just never on the radar. I mean, right. and you know, for PCOS, my doctor was like, birth control, have fun. Right. Of course. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, it's crazy that they're not given that, you know, I don't think it would stop many people and I don't blame them, um, but they should know that it's ha going to happen and that they should seek out help for it. Well, so I know that every bariatric program is different um, yeah. and has different like levels of, of things that you have to do. Some require you to take classes and things. Um, my program was pretty like low touch as far as um, I had to meet with like their therapist. I had to meet with their nutritionist and the nutritionist said 60 grams of protein, 60 ounces of water. And that was it. And she wouldn't tell me anything. And chew your food 30 times. Like, that was literally what I left. You have, like, with. a clicker? Like, next uh, to you, like, yeah, clicking exactly. it every time you chew like, You know how gross it is to chew something 30 times? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I couldn't even imagine. That'd be yeah, hell right there. So they give you, like, these great this, these tools that work for you, like, directly after surgery. And 60 grams of protein to stay alive, I suppose. Um, but beyond that, they gave not, not much guidance. Um, I had reached out to a therapist that specialized in bariatric sur surgery. Um, she gave very little guidance. And I don't know if it's a legal thing that they can't give you information or won't give you information. Um, I know some people have to take classes. There's different programs, but I'm yet to meet anybody that is set up for lifelong, lifelong success through any program that they've done. Right. And so I think you're in a unique position to basically position yourself to, to help a lot of people um, through this. Um, my other question is, and I think it's, I think I'm, I'm curious of your answer. So you're in sales, right? Yep. Okay. And you were in sales when you were at 210 pounds, correct? Uh-huh. Okay. My so, sales have gone up. It's so weird. I was going to say, are you like way easier to close a deal now? Because I mean, for our listeners who haven't seen Sarah, just go to her Instagram and we'll let y'all, you know, we'll, we'll put her Instagram at, at the end. And she recently posted a picture of like her side profile from when she was 210 to now. And I got to imagine that you're treated different. And I'm just curious, like, it's not fair, but I, is that what you've seen? It's the world we live in. Right. Um, I mean, I definitely have an easier time. Most of my clients are middle-aged men that hate their wives. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I entertain a lot. <laughs> yep. So yeah, it's easier to get an appointment. It's the truth. Yeah, I figured. I figured. So, you know, there's that too, to losing weight and that benefit in, inside of your corporate career. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side with the corporate stuff, it's interesting. Cause I, you know, a big struggle, even when we were working together was alcohol. And that yeah, was something was. That, I, that was huge for me because it was how I socialized. I do it for work. And so now that I don't go out and drink with everybody, that's changed the dynamic in a different way as well. And to the better or to the negative? Yeah. Negative. negative? 
I got my whoop on. I got to go to sleep by 10 guys. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so that, that is true then when you kind of put yourself outside that circle that you're not going to socialize with the alcohol, it had some ramifications for you. Was it professionally, personally? Yeah, it's just different because I'm not out partying with the boys till two and three o'clock in the morning at these events. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm, I look great at 7 a.m. for the meetings. Right. <laughs> and that's when it matters most. So. And I got a workout in too. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Sue, you got any questions? Well, I think, well, my, my other question, which I wanted to ask before, was when, Jason, you were talking about um, the hormone replacement therapy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you obviously probably get some pushback on that from some clients, right? How did that conversation kind of go with Sarah? And, and Sarah, like, what did you sort of, think firsthand when uh when jason was like oh well we should well I'll, I'll i'll start first from what my recollection is you know sarah was always wanting to get better and improve and you know as much as we had got some extra calories in her i mean think about it jeff you know we got you know if you're at 1200 that's still not a lot right you know and so she was tired and there was energy issues and she wanted to build more muscle and she wanted to be stronger and so it wasn't real hard to say, look, let's go ahead and look at your labs. I bet they're going to come back bad. And if they are, you know, you, I'm never going to be able to get probably enough food in you to fix them 100%. This is probably the direction you're going to have to go. And I don't remember her pushing back at all because she was already so dedicated to the goal that she just wanted to feel right and feel good yeah. and be able to progress within, you know, lifting and, and working out. So she didn't push back. I'm sure other people will, but I don't remember Sarah pushing back at all. Sarah, do you have a different recollection? I mean, I think that like when, after the first time I reached out to you and paid you my money and you told me, then you were very upfront of like, I don't want your money unless you're going to do this, but I believe I can help you. I mean, I was hook, line, and sinker in. I was at like day one. I did everything that Jason said, like to the T. <laughs> um, and I continued that through our whole program and I got nothing but good results. So maybe we were like a month in or something when you were like, we should look into doing this. Right. Um, and I didn't question it at all. I said, okay, where do I go? How do I find this person? Um, and like, I, I mean, if, when you have somebody that you're trusting with your health and you're investing in your health, and then you're going to fight them when you say, this is my goal. And they say, this is how you get there. Then, I mean, right. it seems like it's a no brainer to me. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And that's sort of my mindset too. Um, it's just so, so like my follow-up question to you then, Sarah, would be kind of similar, but it's from a coaching perspective. So as a coach and you're telling, you're telling us how, you know, when you're away on these sales trips, you know, you forego the partying and you go back and you get your sleep and you get your workouts in and you, you maybe you don't go drinking and you don't have the dinner out, right? Um, what do you say to your clients who are like, well, you know, I have to do this. Like it's part of my job or like, I feel like, you know, they would be judging me or I would perform worse if like I didn't hang out with my coworkers. Like, cause that's something that I hear a lot from my, you know, corporate people. I'm just interested, like, how would you coach someone like that? What would you say? So I think that there are ways to participate that are different. I mean, like you can have a club soda with lime in your glass and it yeah. can be in a rocks glass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you get the social lube, sorry. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, there are things that you can get around. I mean, attending dinner is no problem. I remember reaching out to Jason and saying, what do I eat at dinner? My clients reach out to me, text me pictures of the menus. I have no problem doing that. Um, I, it's just one of those things that if you have the desire, as you guys all know, that you can make it work. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Coaching question. And if you don't and you want to be mediocre, that's cool too. That's <laughs> <laughs> just not really what I want. Right. You're a straight right. shooter. I like that. <laughs> it's just the truth. 
coaching that's question. probably why we got along because you both know how much i straight shoot like <laughs> yeah you can be an yeah. asshole jason i know i know I be, but i'd rather just tell somebody then and help them with the strategy on how to get around it and still to enjoy the situation yeah lie to them because that's not fair for anybody yep i Shut do up. have a coaching question real quick earlier you had said about the support and psychological uh lack thereof lack of psych- psychological support of the girls who come to you who've had the surgery or any type of surgery, weight loss, restrictive surgery, how many would you say are in some form of counseling and getting some uh, help with the problems that are underlying, you know, going through something like this? You know what? I feel like my coaching program is like a life coaching program as well. <laughs> I do too. So I mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of it comes from me and just having somebody to listen to and, and strategize in that point. Um, I don't really, I, I, I know of like two of them that are actively and consistently seeing somebody, um, you know, there's only so much that's within our scope of what we can do as coaches. So I have Correct. to refer them out. Um, but I, it's a very small amount that are still in some, any kind of program. Do doctors suggest that to them or is it just kind of like, Hey, has they stumble on problems then like, oh, you hit a, yeah, like, you know, you go through it and they say like, here are things you might expect. Here are possible solutions you might explore. Is there right, like, like a hey, setup I, like you that? Know, if you have binging issues, you might want to at least get a counselor involved as we go yeah. through things like that. I think is so. I saying. think there's a di- every program is different, and I think every insurance per, uh, policy is different for like the stages that you have to go through and the boxes that you have to check. Me personally, I had to sit with their counselor for like 15 minutes, and I cried about how much I hate my life. And she was like, "Okay, go have surgery," uh-huh. not knowing that like I had all of this emotional baggage that I later worked through with Jason of like, why am I doing this? And all of that stuff. Um, but I know everybody's program is totally individual and it would be, I mean, if, if that would be standard protocol, I think that it could really help. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, okay. but again, I went, I went to plenty of therapy and they didn't help me nearly as much as having a good coach did. Yeah. You know, I do counseling. I talk about it on here and I've had a few people reach out to me and I'm like, look, you got to go and interview them. It's like, you know, trying to find, it's like finding a mate, but without like the physicalness, like you got to find someone who like, who underst- yeah, yeah. Who understands like what, what perspective you're coming from and also understands the opposite of that perspective, like a yin and yang, like they've got to be willing to go back and forth. And I'm like, it's like a doctor. Don't be afraid to interview different doctors to find one that you like too. But Great. for whatever reason, I think, Time-wise, yeah. money-wise, I mean, it's an investment in a lot of ways. Absolutely. That's cool. Okay. You guys have any other questions? Um, I, I'm just curious. Are you trying to when, – when you advertise or put out any of your educational pieces, are you more geared towards um, people who have had the surgery or you're looking for general nutrition and anyone really who wants help? Like how do you – are you opening up abroad or are you kind of like kind of going down that road where it's like, you know, I'm going to stay more with people who have the, um, have had the surgery. Right. Well, so it's interesting. Like originally I had envisioned it as being this niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really advertise. <laughs> I haven't, and, and anytime that I have, it hasn't really like done much. Mm-hmm. Um, I seem to get people through word of mouth and it yeah, has yeah, been taken yeah. off like fire. And yep. with that, I've gotten all sorts of clients. Um, and I, like I said, probably about half are weight loss surgery uh, patients. So I, I, I mean, I think that the general nutrition principles after that year, first initial year are the same for everybody. I mean, and you could tell me if you agree or not, 
Um, no, I, 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 I 100% agree. I, I, that's why I was going to say, you know, I wouldn't narrow yourself to the, just that niche. I would though, um, make it very clear that you're there and you can do that. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't narrow myself either. Yeah. It just, it just hasn't turned out that way. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's been, it, it's been surprising, but pl- I've been pleasantly surprised. And then also realizing that like, I really can help a huge amount of women with this. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with Jason on that. I think pigeonholing would not be good because you you're you're obviously an intelligent woman and have quite a bit of background in other areas. So it's like you know use that as your advantage to be able to uh, explore more and help more because word of mouth's where at where yes. where it is at. And I tell all my coaches that at my gym. Crazy, but it's I mean like it's really I, I'm thankful to everybody for passing it along. Like I was. I was sitting here going, maybe 2025, I'll quit my corporate gig. And now I'm sitting here going, maybe 2021. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, I held on for years in law that I, I could have gotten out. I'll be reaching out. out to you when I'm on the break there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, um, I held on for years. And um, when I finally took the jump, um, because I was able to focus on the coaching, um, not only was I able to put out better info, but my income skyrocketed from coaching because I was kind of like in and out, you know, I was never able to give everything my all. Um, but you know, I did that for 10 years. So, you know, I waited a really long time. Um, but yeah, once you finally get to that point where you know you can pay your bills and you're comfortable, I, once you go all in, like you can, you can put way more time to it and it just seems to kind of multiply from there. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to do something that you really love. I mean, uh, principles right. are cool and all, but there's no passion behind that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. This industry, the coaching industry isn't going anywhere anytime soon because of the no. way everyone's fighting obesity harder, you know, I mean, the, the numbers are going upwards and in the children, right. especially. Right. So that there'll be more good information than bad moving forward with people like you guys out there. Correct. Well, thank you for that. As long as there's like the National Enquirer that sits on the uh, corner of the, the grocery store aisles that basically say you could cure type 2 diabetes in 24 hours. Yeah. I was like, no shit, cured in 24 hours. And I like read it. It was like this keto diet that like eat all the fat protein you want. I'm like, it doesn't work like that, but okay. Put it back and just shuffled about my business. Um, Jason, okay, actually, this would be a question for both of you. Did they ever do a test like on your micronutrients, like knowing what levels of vitamins, minerals you had in your body at any given time after the surgery? Or was it just like, here's your 240 calories worth of protein and 60 ounces of water and good luck tap you on the ass and you the door? <laughs> they didn't do anything for that. Okay, cool. Um, because I've had it done since and I also had like food sensitivity and stuff done for other reasons because right. also, and actually Jason, I'm interested in what you think about this. I went through... I know you wanted me to do this and I never did it. A whole leaky gut protocol, yeah, uh-huh. um, which I absolutely had and totally fixed yep. it and did all of like extensive, ridiculous testing for it. Do you uh-huh. think that that's just like a byproduct of, of having this procedure? No, my guess is you probably suffered with that for years and it yeah. might even been part of the problem why, you know, um, you had some obesity issues. Interesting. 100%. Okay. Yep. 100%. Yeah, no, probably I agree with you Jason for years. Everything yeah. I've read that like, unless you address the leaky gut particularly, then everything else is just symptoms offset from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right. that's like a root cause. So, yeah. because that would explain a lot of the downgrading that people have in their hormones, like reverse T3 creeping up and things like that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I was just curious. So now you've had those tests done since you had that surgery, do you have any deficiencies you got to work on like magnesium or zinc or selenium or any of that? The only thing I have to do is take D. Okay. Okay. 
and I'm fine. Um, but I, I think I get, I, I'm on like a six month schedule. Um, but now I'm like, I eat so much. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like I eat like 2,700 calories. Like, if Oh, you got it up that high. Oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm low, like lowest I've ever been. Oh, yeah. And as lean as I've ever been, it's like insane to me. Um, yeah, that's how the body works. Guys. I know. Jason. Is that insane? Jason, um, you're going to do that for me for prep? Wow. Jason, going to do that for me for prep? I was going to ask you at the end, like how, how high have you gotten your calories up to now? That's, that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Like, for, that's 2000 like, calorie increase. Yeah. <laughs> my, my carbs are like just under 300. It's like ridiculous. I mean, I'm eating really low fat right now. It seems to work for me. It's yeah. much you and I did too. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, awesome. Wild. No, that's really cool. So, so you, the stomach, I guess, stretch back out. Like, so I have a whole theory on the stomach stretching yeah. out. Every, this is another big fear when people get surgery and they yeah. start loosening the restriction. I mean, I think that there's a period of time that your stomach has to heal. Mm -hmm. um, so you're mm -hmm. dealing with the inflammation, but the stomach by nature, as you know, is like an elastic organ. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can probably eat 10 ounces of food in a sitting now. Okay. Um, when you first get surgery, it's more like two to four and then you build it up. But I couldn't sit down, let's say pre-surgery, I could eat a burger and fries. I still couldn't do that. I could eat half a burger. Okay. Yeah. Like two or three fries. So like compared to like a normal stomach, yeah. Um, not so much, but personally, I feel like I'm eating like a ridiculous amount. Um, but to eat what I'm eating now, I spread it out over seven meals. Okay. Well, that's still not too bad. I was, I was, that was going to be my next question. Like, do you have to do 10 feedings? But that's, that's not that bad. I mean, no, it's not you know, great. No, I mean, you know, when, when someone is, um, you know, dedicated to the lifestyle, like that's not that big of a deal. Other people would be like, oh my God, she's got to eat seven times. But no, but, I mean, I don't make seven different meals, but right. you know, like, this is yep. rock science. No, no, they're quick and easy. Yes, I get yeah. it. Wow, that's great. I, I it was going to be one of my final follow, like my final questions. Like, is how that many calories? That you that's crazy. Yeah. Wow, you <laughs> came. My cardio is something like 20, 24 minutes of hit a week. Good, good deal. So we're in a good spot. Hell yeah. Do you? Oh, I loved hit today. Good old twenty ten. On the aerosol bike. You're crazy, Jeff. Oh, dude, I love it. Oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> oh, that aerosol bike's my baby. I don't know. Oh, the assault bike? Yep. That's, oh, that just insane. destroys you for cardio. Just put that oh. baby on 2010 for eight intervals I, and you're thrown up. These, I bought this knockoff Peloton. It's literally cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is like a quarter of the price. It works just fine. Yeah, no, I understand that. Sue, do you have, uh, Jason, do you have any questions? She pretty much sealed them up for you with everything you had. I think i've covered all mine yeah that was unless i think of something in the next what 10 minutes we have jeff yeah we got a couple minutes i was just gonna kind of wrap it up if we didn't really didn't have anything yeah. and no, i don't get think i have anything else to to get on oh yeah. i know i know sarah, sarah what do you I, i'm looking at your instagram right what do you um do you have any sort of like strategy to your to your uh marketing side to your social media i know you don't advertise or pay for advertising but do you no. I, I literally like post as I like want to. Sometimes people will send like those question sticker things. And then like yeah. I did a water week this week because I got a bunch of answers about our questions about water. Yeah. Uh, but no, I don't like, I, I honestly don't have that much time to devote to that. I'd rather spend my time working on my current clients and right. on my corporate job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't feel crazy about it. Do you? Well, I mean, I, I talked about this before, but I post like education stuff. Like I posted something today, got like, you got a decent amount of shares, like eight shares or something and a bunch of likes. And I'll do like client transformations and like funny personal stuff, like just like musings that I have, like when I'm like at the gym or something. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll have, a, I'll have a thought and I'll like jot it down in my notes and then expand on it yeah. later. But like, I only post something if, I, if I'm like really feeling it. 
Yeah, but your Instagram is good, though. I'm scrolling through this. So people should follow you. It's Sarah D underscore fit with me. That's it. Yep. So, so give her a follow, those of you listening. And you have some great client transformations and, you know, obviously your own progress on here, right? Yep. Just my naked body all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> all of us. We're, we're, we're all because of us half naked. <laughs> yep, no shame here. Can I ask you guys a question for me? Oh, of course. Sure. Go for it. Um, yeah. What would be like your best one piece of coaching advice for somebody new to the industry? Mm. Wow. Okay. Oh, man. Who wants to go first on that one? Because I'm like, go ahead, Jeff. I'll say it. Um, don't be I afraid to put your out. own, have really, have really good hair. I'm with you. That doesn't, that hasn't needed. <laughs> and if you don't have good hair, have a really good beard. <laughs> no, but seriously, I would say um, don't be afraid to put your own spin on topics that you may feel that have been bashed to death over time. Yeah. Because you can still add your own personal flair to something and add value in that sense. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Fail a lot. That would be mine. And then the other one would be they're equal to me. Don't give up easily because I watch people who after three or four months, oh, it's just not going well. And they throw the towel and they either, you know, fold yep. under a company or fold under something else. And I'm like, three to four months is not enough time. Try. You know, yeah, exactly. So just, yeah, fail forward and uh, don't give up. The, the thing that I've seen most <clears throat> hurt, hurt people. And, you know, I've, I've brought people along where I've educated them. I've given them all the tools to, you know, be a good coach, but they are afraid to put themselves out there and be maybe wrong or maybe say something that's not exactly as accurate as it could be. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there on all your social media channels. People want to see your personality. They want the information. And the more that you educate people, I never really say, Hey, email me if you want to work with me. Like I I don't ever really put that. I just, put educational pieces out and if people like my presentation or just my general personality or whatever that sparks their interest to contact me but you can't be afraid to put out information because if you're deathly afraid to put out the information you can have all the knowledge in the world and you're not going to make it because there's other people that aren't afraid to put out the information just put it out and if you don't think something is right we got Google or you've got access to us three right here. You can always DM us real quick and say, is this right? But do it, put, put information out and you'll, you'll grow. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah. by the way, the second that I have the time to do it, I'm totally doing that mentorship with you. Awesome. Um, are you still offering it? I will. I'm going to open it back up probably around May. I think I'll take a month off and then I'll probably start right back up around May or June. So if now that I know that you're interested, I will make sure that I'm looking a little far. I'm thinking once I'm thinking like beginning 2021. Okay. That's fine. That's fine too. Time consuming, right? Yeah. I run it for eight months. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I have the time to get the most okay. out of it, but I that's definitely am interested in that. Yep. So. Awesome. Thank right. you guys for everything. No, I want to ask you a question apart before we go. Sure. Okay. So you know that there could be that some woman who is sitting in your position, who's listening to this podcast today. Based upon the experience that you've had and the journey you've been on, what would be your imparting wisdom to them if they were considering the surgery now? That you, it sounds lame, but you truly have to make it a lifestyle and nothing is more important than consistency. 
It's basic and simple, and I like it because it's truthful. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you for joining us. I got a few little housekeeping notes real quick, if you guys don't mind sticking with me. Yep. We got the PEC3, April 4th, Nashville, Tennessee. The flyer comes out yep. this week. Um, we added Jamie Pender mm-hmm. to the speaking, and me and Jason are combining a presentation and doing – uh a topic together and then sue you have your topic they're all new topics so yep. basically everyone's gonna get a new shot at it so that'll be april 4th in nashville um at iron house strength and conditioning and then we will be doing giveaways probably for a couple of free tickets to that um for reviews on yep. um itunes so please guys i'll be honest with you i'm uh, the fact that Jason and John have more reviews than we do right now. We have more episodes. We got to catch up. We got to catch up. We need 58 more reviews. Okay. Just got to make this happen. I don't mind like giving you guys personal DM messages, whatever motivation you need. Sue can send you like hair tips, whatever it takes <laughs> to, uh, to get some extra reviews. But um, yeah, if you guys like what we're doing and you know, like the direction we're going, all the reviews help us. It just helps Definitely, us. Definitely. Show us some love. Thank yeah. you. And you know, that's the one thing, like those reviews just matter in how you're found. And it's just crazy to me, but you know, I mean, we could easily get on there and create a bunch of fake emails and pump it up like offered it one time. As soon as like, give me a moral dilemma about it. I was like, holy shit. I like had to go pray on a Bible. No, I'm with you. I don't want fake love. I want real love. Yeah, man. Well, is there, what is the difference between fake love? Oh and real God. Love? Because I mean, I could go down this road. With yeah, you. let's not. You don't Jones have time. Jason's go to a game his people down there in Jones. My six year old has a basketball game tonight. Oh, whatever. This would have been a great debate. One day we will have this on the podcast. All right. Love. But otherwise between the PEC three coming up April 4th and then between the reviews um, next week, we do not have a topic. So it'll be probably something really special that we'll cook up together. But I know we've I'll got something. Well, I know we've got JR coming on. I'm going to talk to him what it's been like being a gay man in uh, corporate America, climbing that ladder because now he's like a senior vice president. Mm-hmm. And then talk about how he helped me with uh, strength finders to help me build the gym culture. Yep. Uh, we did at Iron House that began that enabling of us turning the Titanic away from the iceberg. And um, then I've got Scott Stevenson lined up. Yes. And I know we talked about Vince Pittstick coming back yep. because we've had a lot of demand for him on yep. female hormones again. And I feel like can maybe carry a conversation out a little bit better so <laughs> but um and i know that there was just some other topics but um you know as is always if you guys have anything you'd like for us to cover that we haven't yet feel free to hit us up we'll be more than happy to talk about it i know Definitely. we had one person alan's uh hutchinson or atchinson yeah said he wanted us to cover the different uh hrv devices so, oh okay yeah but i mean i still think whoops best so i mean i can summarize that in a minute just get whooped. Yeah. i'm into it i love mine yeah i oh, know yeah. the, the day strain by the way guys i love nice mine. hey you're nice. welcome i'm glad i'm glad people are like it sue do you have your whoop yet no i haven't well, how I'm do you expect those hamstrings to fucking grow then <laughs> they, they're growing you see the picture yeah they grow better if you understood your sleep better no I'm, I'm gonna get one for myself <laughs> on my birthday oh okay yeah. <laughs> when's your birthday this week all right. Nice. Well, th- thanks for being descriptive. Thank you. Yeah. Th- Happy I'm, birthday. I'll be 36. 36. What, what's your sign? Like, what are you? I'm Aquarius. Oh, I need, I need to figure out the compatibility between a Libra and a well, Libra. Well, Libra women and Aquarius men match well. It's actually the best match. I don't know about. Is it gender specific? Is it gender specific? Because right now I'm like, so that maybe would explain sometimes why I'm like, I just sue. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's based on gender. I don't know. But I don't. Like, 
I find that stuff kind of interesting. <laughs> Digression, but I, I really like astrology. I think it's interesting. Sue, if I ever go gay, I'm hitting you up because you got the <laughs> hair and the car. That's all I know. And he threads his eyebrows. Yeah, I know. No shit. You could give me all the beauty tips. You'd have to look real good. Threading, right? Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't have enough eyebrow to remove anything. Mine oh, okay. But they look good, though. Eyebrows look really good. Yeah. Thanks. There's tons of makeup on them. Oh, okay. I, I'm not wearing any makeup. That's why I draw the line. Yeah, it's See, the only thing I put makeup on my face for. You have to. <laughs> See, Jeff, like, some women don't want to be shown up by the man you know no i like a jason's living that dream with those caterpillars <laughs> caterpillar. i share i hit them with a, like a trimmer i just don't go like get them threaded or whatever you know otherwise i want to take hold on sue talk so i can see you again all right can you can you see me yeah no your brows are good it'd be yeah. one thing if they were like shaping them like lady brows but no, they're, like, no. they're no. group. all i know is this is that when Jason's comes to Nashville, we're doing an excellence cartel outing on Facebook, on IG, and we're just going to go somewhere where they could thread. I just want to see this go down. Oh my God. It. You'll be like, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. What oh, is dude, it? it would be so funny. It would be worth it. Come on, take one for the team here. When is this? I'll bring the mushroom. It's <laughs> oh, yes. And like, she totally speaks like my love language right now. <laughs> oh, Sarah, you'll, we'll be oh, able to. God, we got a crazy batch this week. When you know she's in Armburst, Colorado. Person, yeah. right? What's that? When we go to Armburst, we're going to be able to meet you in person, right? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. All right. Awesome. That'll be a good trip. Yeah. Send me dates when you guys are going to be out here. We'll, let, right. I'll, we'll for sure let you know. Yeah, yeah we'll let everyone know. All right. Well, thank you again, Sarah. That's a wrap. That was, that was thank awesome. Thank you, guys. That was yeah. awesome. Appreciate it. So nice to meet you cool. all. And finally talk to you like in I know, right? Yep. <laughs> hell yeah. All, all right, right cool. guys. Have a good day, guys. All right. See you. Have a good day. Thank you again. Bye, guys. Bye.